airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, our brother Richard is over yes. in Studio CC. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was thinking, and you know, I apologize, Will the Great. I did not run this by you beforehand. It's just sort of on the fly of thought. You. I know, I know. What a horrible, horrible way to wrap up the year. I mean, um, come on. Yikes. Maybe I could just maybe I could just throw it out to you during the break, and then you could tell me that <laughs> no. way I don't have to get my I'm feelings sure hurt publicly. Whatever, I'm sure whatever it is, it's fine. Go well, ahead. I had a thought. You know, we've uh-huh. been we've been looking at wrapping up uh, 2020 and just sort of talking about you know anticipating 2021, and really, I think the focus must always be on the spiritual implications of what it is to go into another year, mm-hmm. and uh, the inventory must always revolve somewhat um, around you know our family first, you know, we, our family, and then out from there, you know, your ministries, your businesses, all of those things just kind of extending out from there. And, uh, and so we've kind of talked about what things I think um, are kind of front and center for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering today if some of our listeners might have some things that they've been pondering as well, mm. that the Lord has really kind of been like, you know, putting heavy on their heart. Um, this is this is an area that needs uh, close inspection, right? This is an area that you need to give the utmost attention to. And I, I'm wondering if maybe some of our listeners might not want to join us in wrapping up 2020 uh, with sharing a little bit of that. Hmm. And so I thought, what if we open the phone lines for that specifically? Okay. Um, but I didn't I didn't throw that out to you no, because that was fine. not I in the planning. A, I think that's what a great we talked idea. about earlier. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then maybe in the second segment, we come sure. back, we'll open the phone lines just a little bit earlier than we normally would mm-hmm. and take some of our listener calls and, and have the conversation revolve around um, just sort of your own introspection. What is it that the Lord um, has burdened your heart with? You know, you look back on 2020, um, very sobering year for many yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, what is it that you feel, um, you know, needs to be done differently that needs great attention in your own life that might be an encouragement or a challenge uh to the body of christ at large so we'll open the phone lines for that uh we didn't really finish the conversation yesterday um talking about you know our kids oh yeah right and um how they are educated and that being the deciding factor um really (laughs) how how our country has religiously declined mm-hmm. you know it's amazing i don't think many people are surprised by that conversation but i do think there is something about having some data to kind of back yeah. up what people have been no, sensing do you think yeah i agree i think when you see some you know i i think when you hear people have done research and they've, yeah. they've, come, they've come to this conclusion yeah. and, mm-hmm. and they show you all these different these different things yep. it does have a different effect than you know us just talking about it even though the spirit of god and discernment that he gives us and just looking at what's go- what's going on mm-hmm. should be a lot for us to see you know yeah. 
what's really happening. But I think when you have a report like this, yeah. it, it's kind of just confirming. By the way, the report that we're talking about uh, was a report that came out in April of this year. I want to say it was authored by Lyman Stone of the American Enterprise Institute, where he tracked the decline of religion in America and the complete title. Let me see. I think I have it here in front of me is Promise and Peril is the complete title of the report. Uh, yeah, here it is. Promise and Peril, the history of American religiosity and its decline, its mm. recent decline. So if you look that up and you want to read that report, which I'm I'm actually reading through that report myself. It's you know, you know how reports go, right? Yeah. And you, pages upon pages. Um, <laughs> but there are things that are very important to the work that we do that um, when I come across those things, mm-hmm. it's worth all the effort to read all of it and mm-hmm. not just the Cliff's Notes. Cliff's right. Notes are good. You know what I mean? An article written about the report is good. But this is one of those things that um, I think falls squarely in the wheelhouse of what we focus on. And so I want to study this report and I want to be familiar with the information contained therein. Uh, The thing that grabs my attention is um, sort of, you know, connecting the decline of religiosity uh, in America to the way our kids are educated and not just that they are educated, Um, But that there is more government spending on education and more government intrusion as far as what the various curricula across this country will be. Yeah, that is just, you know, that's something that you you shouldn't ignore that. Um, And, you know, I don't know why anyone would want to, except that it just takes too much effort um, to do something different, to do something other. And look, I just heard on the, the news break where they were talking about. You know, the uh, the push will be for um, President-elect Biden, if they get into to, to yes, it, uh, you I know, take up the Equality Act and Go how back to what Obama was. trying Yes. To do. And, and yeah. how that will affect uh, the schools, you mm-hmm. know, with the mm-hmm. LGBTQ agenda and all this stuff. I'm like, man, look, we have to have our eyes wide open. We mm-hmm. are living amongst a wicked people like yeah. there there are people in higher places than mm-hmm. we may sit that are trying to do things that are are against uh god and Correct. and it, it's going to affect you know this 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 nation and our children it, they really Absolutely. are coming for the kids you know they they yeah. desire uh, to have them so i think we have to look at these issues and say as the church as the people of god mm-hmm. where do we need to be on this what do we need yeah. to do how do we mobilize how do we pray how do we you know uh put our efforts together to mm-hmm. be able to you know uh, fight against what's happening yeah exactly right we've got to stop kidding ourselves you know parents remain sort of that last line of defense in the protection of our children and even the preservation of the gospel, getting it to them. And intact. they want to take that away. They, they want to they take want that parents away. Not to be involved at all. That's exactly, you are exactly <laughs> right. And, and, you know, we are kidding ourselves if we just pretend that it is not as wicked as it seems, mm. you know, like we got to stop giving the system quote unquote, the benefit of the doubt. I mean, yeah. they don't deserve that. You know, right. we it's already been confirmed that if given the opportunity, um, our public school system will indoctrinate um, unrelenting, uh, unrelentingly will 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 indoctrinate our kids. Right. They, they will turn them against us. In fact, I was reading something um, uh, from NPR that was also picked up by The Guardian that if the election um, had come down only to those uh, between the ages of 18 and 29, 
that Joe Biden would have won in a landslide. Like mm-hmm. it wouldn't have even been a question. It wouldn't have wow. even been close. It, it, we wouldn't even be talking about, you know, were, you know, was there tinkering or anything like that? Uh, kids voting, <laughs> or let me say it this way, young people mm-hmm. voting between the ages of 18 and 29, 18 and 29, overwhelmingly voted uh, for liberal leftist policies. Mm. Overwhelmingly. Okay. Overwhelmingly, that is where, that is the heartbeat of that age group. And so when we talk about politics, we could win elections, but if we are losing the kids who will eventually vote, then it's only a matter of time before not only do we lose the culture, but we also lose elections. And so this is why I'm saying the great work, and we can do both. Like we, we can do these things at the same time. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not patting your belly and rubbing your head. You know, some of us, we can't do that, but Mm -hmm. these things we can do at the same time. We can be, actively involved in what is happening uh, politically speaking. We can be engaged in what is happening culturally speaking, and we can do all of those things while shoring up our own families, Mm. making sure that we don't lose our kids in all of the work that we're doing. We cannot find it easier to work and to labor and to do that, which quote unquote makes a difference outside our homes. But when it comes to our own families, we just ignore that. It doesn't matter how many activities one takes up in the name of the Lord, right? If the first work that you have there, right there under your nose, sitting mm-hmm. at your table, as I often say, eating bacon and grits, num num. Okay. <laughs> if the if you are losing those people, um, then there's a problem. And that's something that we've got to double back to. You sent me this article and I was looking at it and I thought, you know, man, honestly, there's a part of me that's like, I just don't want to overwhelm the people of God with so much of it. It's like, mm. because you, you're not going to run out of the examples right. um, that that point exactly to the fact uh-huh. that parents are the last line of defense, the first and last line of defense for their kids. And we live right. in a wicked culture and society where even that natural mm-hmm. line of defense that God has put mm-hmm. into place, wicked men and women are trying to wrestle that away so from my, parents. My question is, do yeah. we get it? I don't think that is going to be a point of exhaustion because okay. it seems like, you know, if we look at what we're doing, it seems mm-hmm. like we're doing the same thing and, and think we're going to get Yikes. different results. Yeah. So and it just do we get it? I think sounding yeah. the alarm over and over again Man, like at some point, there has to be a waking up. Okay, well, here it is. This article from LifeSite News, because you <laughs> said it can't be too much. Um, this article from LifeSite News, written by Patrick Delaney, uh, D.C. passes bill to vaccinate children without parental knowledge or consent. All right. Uh, last month, the District of Columbia passed uh, B23-017, a bill that allows children to be vaccinated without the knowledge or consent of their parents. The Minor Consent for Vaccinations Amendments Act permits a child age 11 years or older. Now, okay, 11 (laughs) years or older to consent to receive a vaccine where the vaccination is recommended by the United States Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices. Mm. It also establishes that if a minor is able to comprehend the need for, the nature of, and any significant risks inherent in the medical care, (laughs) then informed consent is established. What? (laughs) There is, look, adults right now are fighting for adequate, if you will, informed consent, the right to object when their kids are, you know, 
I mean, and I don't want to overstate this. Basically, it's the expectation that you will vaccinate your kids from cradle to grave. That's Mm -hmm. the expectation. Right. (laughs) And so right now, adults are fighting to say, no, we need to know what's in these vaccines. We need to know what you're pumping into our children. And even when you are given the inserts that are written on Bible paper, (laughs) they're written on Bible paper and they're folded 500 times. You open it up and you have the Constitution. I mean, come on. You, this is what this is what you deal with. And you're like, wow. You know, you, you, you open it up and it's it's Nancy Pelosi's voice that you hear. Well, we have to pass it so we can see what's in it. That's what you hear. You start unraveling the paper. First of all, it sounds like you're thumbing through Bible passages. And then you open it up and you hear Nancy Pelosi's voice. And yeah, we have to we have to pass it so we can see what's in it. Nobody knows. And, and you kid yourself. I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience. Okay, because you say, well, I want to read over this and I want to I want to learn what's in the vaccines. I want to know what's in. And you kid yourself. You sit in your bed, you turn your lamp on. All right. And you think it's going to be night night reading for you. You're going to just, you know, everything's kind of quiet down and you're going to read. And then there you are. You know, um, what is that? Hmm. I don't know what that is. I can't say that. I don't know. What does that mean? I mean, what? Is that what is that? You know what I mean? Like, what what is it that I, I still don't even really know? And so now you're going to say that you're going to take 11 year olds and you're going to put them in a position where they will approve a vaccine to be injected into their person. And you're going to say at 11, you have the the mental capacity for informed consent. But listen, D.C. is not the only place where this has happened this year. As I was reading this article, there were 34 other bills that were introduced in state legislatures. um, And this is over the past two years to remove parental consent. Now, the thing about this D.C. bill that really grabbed my attention is that they have considered every possible area where a parent could be alerted to what their kid is doing at school. Mm -hmm. And so they have even made it in this bill. Right. So that. The explanation of benefits, you know how you give the explanation of benefits comes to your house, right, for any treatment that you've received. Here's what the insurance company covered. Here's what they don't cover, blah, 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 blah. They have even taken into consideration that and said the EOB doesn't go to parents when a kid wants to be vaccinated at school. It's crazy. So the parent won't know anything that the kid has done as far as vaccinations. The kid will receive medical care without the oversight of the parent. If Okay. (laughs) Anyways. Crazy. This is where we live. This is where we live. It's crazy. Let's grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Eight to ten ounces it weighs, two thousand gallons a day, carrying life fluid around an array of blood vessels, arteries, capillaries, and veins. Blood in, blood out when it bangs, but not a gang. The blood coordinator divided by four chambers. Your brain is steady, regulating what your heart rate is. Uh, it gives life when it expands and it repeats. Our creator gave it rhythm and we're dancing to his beat. When you stand it, when you're sleeping, it pumps. Instinctively, the biological motor running the machinery, carrying nutrients and oxygen to vital parts. Yeah. Such a masterful design inside yeah. the human heart. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We're wrapping up 2020 with you, and thank you so much for doing that. It's been um, it's been our great pleasure to talk about the issues with you daily during this time slot. Uh, 2020 has been a rough year for so many people. You know, 
rough nationally speaking, rough on a personal level for so many, um, our family included. And uh, we're just looking at, you know, what are the things that that we need to focus on as Mm -hmm. uh, the body of Christ, as, you know, members of this body? What is it that the Lord is calling us to? And we want you to participate in that kind of sprang this on Will the great last minute, but he's so go with the flow (laughs) unless of course it's out of order. Then he's like, no, (laughs) it doesn't really sound like that. How do you, what's your, I think I know I'm, I'm used to your soft. No, that is a strong no, but it's just like, do you know what you say usually? What I usually say about stuff like this, like when you no, not like this, but oh. just in general, when you're like, eh, when it, when the answer is no, you mm-hmm. there is a way I know that usually the answer I don't, is no. What do I say? I, I might not even. It may be something I don't even realize I, I do it. Okay, okay. What, what so a, your default is not to answer immediately. That's just the default. So I can't really tell if right? that is going to be a no. You don't usually answer quickly, right? Um, but my sometimes and, and sometimes it's not you know the case. But usually I feel like the answer is going to be a no when you're like, hmm, let me think about that. Let me, let me think about that. That's usually the precursor okay. to a no. Like, ah, I'm not, I'm not, you know, ah, you know. Um, I feel like when you're, when you're something, yeah, you usually kind of know that. You still don't answer quickly. Mm-hmm. You're not a, you're not, that's not your thing. Like, yeah, sure, go, do it. It's mm-hmm. always, even when it's going to be something good. And I've learned not to over talk it too much. <laughs> which I used to do a lot. Oh, because I've learned to just let you think and then just yeah. hope, hope, <laughs> hope for the I, best, hope, hope for, which is what I want. Hope uh. for what I want. You know, anyways. All right. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. We will um, be re-aired tomorrow and, um, and the first of the year. And so we will be back uh, next week. And so this is kind of wrapping up the year with our listeners in this time slot. And so we wanted to um, have you holler back at us. Let's let's talk about uh, maybe 2020 a little bit, but um, more than that, maybe 2021. What is it the Lord? What is it that the Lord is putting on your heart and um, convicting you of Mm -hmm. that can be done differently in 2021? You've listened to us talk about the family, um, talk about living for the glory of God and also talk about protecting our kids. Um, where do you fall in all of that? And so the number is 888, <clears throat> excuse me, 589-8840. Our brother Richard is over in Studio CC. 888-589-8840. Did we get to say who the artist was uh, coming back from the break? Yeah, that was Hazakim with Matters of the Heart. Nice. Yes. Nice. And what was the, the that project? That entire project Origins. is worth Origins. Yes, it was, Origins. man, great, it's an apologetics. great, great project. What do they man. call it? Hip hop apologetics? What do they yeah, call it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, hip hop apologetics. Ap- That's right. Okay. Yeah, That's it's right. an apologetics album set to music. Yeah, it's amazing. So you think you're smart, but try to wrap it, your smartness. It took years of research. <laughs> like we oh interviewed goodness. them. Like it took years for them to put this album together. Like our kids loved it. It's amazing. Man, they loved it because you can listen to it over and over, and catch the information. Mm-hmm. Right? They go through. They have a project where or one of the one of the tracks is about the eye. Mm-hmm. And how all of this gives glory to God. That one was about the heart, right? Yes. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's phenomenal. It's yes. phenomenal. Cool points if you can play that with your kids and um, teach them some apologetic set to music. Yes. Um, all right. Before we go to the phone lines, again, mm-hmm. the number is 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Uh, just to finish up this article, and, and we'll post it in the um, in the podcast link. So if there's something that you... 
uh, want to go back and read for yourself, which by the way, I saw a message. Um, I saw a message that thanked us for reading the bulk of the article yesterday. Yeah. Um, because our sister said she's not always, yeah, yeah she's that. not always able to read the articles. <laughs> so that's really, that's, that's really constructive feedback. That's mm-hmm. helpful for me to know because I never want to like wear people out. You know what I mean? But it's good to know mm-hmm. that for some of our listeners, they're like, nah, girl, go on ahead and read it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say this one other thing. Uh, and then we'll go to the phone lines. When we talk about removing that first and that last line of defense, we talk about removing the parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to become more vigilant and not less vigilant. We're not looking for problems under every rock and under right. every bush, but uh, we're not ignoring them when they reveal themselves. I just want to say right. that and just drive that home. And so hopefully increasingly we'll become more keen and more discerning about what um, evil intent surrounds us. Mm-hmm. All right. Amen. All right. Well, the great, where do we go first? All right. Let's go to uh, Gary in Texas. Hi, Gary. Hello there. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, uh, Without a doubt, we're living in the days that the Apostle Paul warned about in Second Timothy chapter three, verse one. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Mm. And you know what sets a standard in this earth, or what should set the standard, is the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when I say the church, I'm talking about the church that was established by the apostles in Acts chapter two, mm-hmm. because the historical record of Christianity is the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. But people, I meet people all over the country, and they'll tell me they're Christian, and I'll ask a simple question, well, tell me what you believe. Mm-hmm. And they look at me like, well, I really don't know what I believe. Mm-hmm. You see, the word Christian, the word Christ, is, means anointed. The Hebrew word for anointed is Messiah. The Christians, the apostles, were anointed with the Holy Ghost, beginning in Acts chapter 2. Jesus said in Acts 1-8, he said, you're going to receive power. Now, he's talking to the apostles. Mm-hmm. And he's, that Acts 1-8 is directed to the apostles. He, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is going to you. And this power is going to give you the ability to witness what I have spent 30 days teaching you. And it's going to begin in Jerusalem. It's going to fill all of Judea. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to go to Samaria, Acts chapter 8, and to the uttermost parts of the earth, beginning in Acts chapter 10. The Gentiles, but this this great message of truth has filled the earth. It has went complete circle. Okay, God went to the Gentiles because the Jews rejected Him. Now the Gentiles have rejected Him. Now He is restoring the Tabernacle of David. We're in the end of this dispensation of time. Hmm. America's not going to continue. America is a Gentile nation. She is, she is possibly Babylon the Great, mm. which began with Nimrod. All of your kingdoms, all of your nations are built after, are built after the ideology of, of Nimrod. Mm. So we're living in the end of this age. It's time for people to get the word of God out and, and get their families gathered together at, mm-hmm. the, at the table and begin to search for God in the book of Acts. The plan of salvation is Acts 238. All this garbage, all this sweetness and everything, it is contrary to what the Apostle Paul said. He he told Timothy, he said, in the end, they will not endure sound doctrine. That's but right. But they will heat to this. They'll have a pile of these preachers over here preaching this, 
peace between us, me. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and where you are, you're a child of God. That is, that is uh, heresy. Gary, thank you so thank much. You, I, man, I appreciate the conviction and the passion in your voice. And, and I think that that is the type of awakening that we need. Yeah. That's the type of Amen. urgency that we need, the sense of urgency. Like, I, I think if I heard him correctly, Gary said, you know, so many people are not only wanting to hear, but what is being preached is this sweetness. You mm. know, this, you know, um, we don't have to be sober about anything. But I think you're absolutely right that the 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 um, the time is at hand. Yeah. And um, there should be a sense of urgency for every believer, not only to examine oneself, but also to to make sure that those around you know the truth. Amen. Know the truth. This is not the time for us to cower or to back down. So um, thank you so much, Gary. I appreciate you calling. Appreciate that that encouragement, um, that warning. Yes. Let's go back to the phone lines, mm-hmm. Will the Great. Where do we go? Let's go to Randy in Louisiana. Hi, Randy. Well, hello. How are you doing today? Doing great. All right. Uh, I'm just, uh, this year is really done. I've done some soul searches on myself, basically uh, what I've done in the past. Hey Randy. Hey Randy. Yes. Are you on a are you on like a some sort of wireless device or something? Your volume is cutting in and Maybe out. A headset or a headset? No, I'm just traveling through rural America. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. Well we'll we'll try to hear if I cut in again, it'll be because we're missing some of your points, but let's let's try it again. Go right ahead, Randy. Uh, I guess I just gonna try to uh, reiterate what I said earlier. Mm-hmm. The fact that uh, I've done some soul searching this year, mm-hmm. and come to find out that I, I myself can't do as I've done in the past, and uh, I, I guess be a, a bystander. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've I try to, you know, I am a Christian. Uh, I stand up for my values. You know, I try to, to lead my family, but I, I've got I've got to become more passionate. I've got to become more active, and uh, that's where I really don't know where to go from that. Mm. Uh, I feel like I need to do something, uh, you know, uh, and I really don't know uh, where are we going from here. But but I have to do something, and I pray. And uh, and uh, the only thing that I know to do right now is prepare myself with the whole armor of God on, and prepare myself and my family. Amen. And mm-hmm. Well, that's. That's the best place to start, Randy. That yeah. that is not a small work. Not you know? at all. And again, that's where we all should start. <laughs> go ahead, Will. Go ahead. No, no I'm saying that, that I agree with Randy. That's yeah. where we all need to start. If we can focus uh, on our households, on ourselves, and our households, you know, not that that's the only place, but we start right. in our that's Jerusalem, the start. Mm-hmm. right? And we branch out from there. So I think if you're looking for, uh, you know, what to do, man, put put a focus in on praying for your family, praying for yourself as far as being spiritually strong and what you need to do as the leader, you know, Mm -hmm. but also like, man, how can I mobilize my family and make sure that they're all right and that they're, you know, uh, are going to be willing to stand in the days that we're living in, you know, and branch out from there. Not that that's where it stopped, but I think that's a great starting point. Absolutely. And let me say this, uh, discipling your children or evangelizing your children is also a great place to start in your own homes. Mm-hmm. If you've got older children, adult children, I, man, I would just humbly suggest um, sort of uh, reigniting that relationship with them. Like maybe they're not still inside your homes or maybe they are, but man, taking them out for coffee and um, developing a relationship with them where the door is open for you to give them gospel truth. 
Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be somebody else's job to do that at any stage in your kid's life. Now, of course, the Lord will bless all of us with friends who come alongside and can help in different mm-hmm. ways. But man, as a parent, as a grandparent, um, to be able to speak into the lives of those that the Lord has entrusted to us most immediately, man, that's important and it should not be neglected. So, Randy, yes, starting in your homes to everyone else, uh, all of us starting in our homes for Amen. sure. Amen. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to uh, Dorothy in Alabama. Hi, Dorothy. Hi. Hello. Yeah, I wanted to get. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I'm not on a speakerphone. I. All right. Um, do I sound okay coming on here? Yes. You do. You sound great. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to hit on the issue with the vaccine and the virus, um, and uh, just maybe where we are out here uh, now with what I gather from Revelation in the Bible about the, the the horse that are you know on the march. I mean, the pale horse is definitely marching, mm-hmm. and it says there and. And uh, in, in, uh, uh, six, seven, I believe this is where we're at right now. And when this number gets filled, it's under 44,000, the ones with the robes that are waiting. Uh, you know, then you're getting into seven, you know. Um, when this number gets filled, 144,000 saints, whatever there are remaining here, when that number is filled, and then I believe that's when we get our start of this tribulation and the uh, coming of Christ. But in seven, it talks about the horse that's marching and the uh, given the power with the take a fourth of, of the earth to kill with the sword, which has been having food shortage, and the deadly plague and by wild beasts of the earth, by, meaning a lot of diseases are coming via animals. You mm. know, if it's from a bat cave, a monkeys, Ebola, bushmeat, uh, syphilis, uh, and so that's, you know, maybe something that's been around since the Middle Ages, having to do with the people and bestiality. But these things are, you know, rampant. Mm-hmm. But about the virus now, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering exactly what is in that. I heard a late night show one night talking about this, and um, uh, they were saying there was a strain, found, a strain of HIV found in there to make it spread. Mm-hmm. I'm also now, you know, wondering if. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm also wondering if it's um, engineered uh, towards the races because, like around Thanksgiving, I heard there was only like. 40 cases in China. I mean, worldwide, as many people as they have, they only have 40 cases who are testing positive. And uh, there were, you know, some of those people were found taking vials out from here. There were Chinese spies Mm -hmm. and people getting in trouble for that. And uh, I'm not sure what they were getting out or trying to do or engineer. But I really do think it was engineered. And about the vaccine, now I've heard talk also that uh, there could be nanoparticles in there. uh, that there was testing with fetal tissue. Mm. I don't know if there's some of that in there. If there mm. are like little nanoparticles of gold, diamond dust, uh, I've heard that. Um, you know, you know Dorothy, kind of let bread? me just let me say, and the only reason I wanna I wanna jump in just to say, you know, we have to research that information and be thoroughly. Uh, confirmed in that information. And I say that because I don't want to alarm our listeners. I know that there's a lot of information that is out there. Initially, when we were talking about the development of uh, the COVID-19 vaccine, uh, we had reputable sources who were citing um, the evidence that altered with uh, uh, human fetal tissue, Mm -hmm. right? And then you go back and you're looking for that and it's nowhere to be found and no one's talking about that anymore. And then also you have people who are saying, well, that's no longer true, right? That those, those vaccines are not in use. 
Um, to all of the other information, here's what I would say. The people of God who have the spirit of God indwelling them can prayerfully make decisions for their families. We can research and we can make decisions for our families. All right, let me grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. God is infinite, imminent, yet he's intimate. He lets us into the center of his initiative. With great precision, the prophets record the visions and prophecies that was given. The prophet is suffers written so. Reveal the Father's love for us. How he comforts and later how he would come for us. He sent the comforter because we needed his company. Currently, he's committed to cover us like a comforter. Yeah, teach us who Jesus is. The Spirit is reaching and teaching, preaching what Jesus did. How he was Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And that's Read B Verses with Time for Revelation. There is a large delay. Hopefully, yeah. work itself out. Our brother Richard is over in Studio CC, getting calls queued up at 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. I want to just double back real quick before we go to the phone lines again um, to what our sister Dorothy was saying, um, who listens to us in Alabama. Listen, the scriptures, um, the Lord has not left us in the dark. He's given us his word. He's given us uh, warnings that we can look to comfort and encouragement all found in the word of God. And so when we see things happening around us, we shouldn't look at those things as like um, a coincidence that happens here and there. You know, we should, we should have a, um, I would say more of a spiritual approach to what is happening around us. And for some reason, as the church has marched on, if you will, as the church has marched on, we've become um, less and less dis- uh, dependent on the work of the spirit of God. Right. Um, we've become less and less dependent on what we read in the scriptures. And I don't know if that's because in some ways we have become a little more knowledgeable, you know, but Mm -hmm. really what we're talking about is getting back to a true and genuine dependence on the Lord uh, for wisdom, for knowledge, for insight, uh, to be seeking the Lord to know what we should do and what we shouldn't do. This is something that was really, um, for lack of a better word, natural, I should say supernatural, but natural to the early church, true, genuine dependence on the Lord, Mm. true, genuine dependence on the spirit of God. And you see this not only in the book of Acts, but you see this in the early church outside of Acts. You know, when you Mm -hmm. have documented accounts of men and women gathering together and seeking the Lord about where they should live and how they should live together um, for the glory of God. So I just, I feel like the church in 21st century America has um, not made the best use of what the Lord has entrusted to us yeah. for our benefit, yeah. right? So if that makes sense. Um, let's go back to the phone lines, Will the Great. All right, let's go to Elaine in Ohio. Hi, Elaine. Hi, how are you? Fine. I'm so glad that I get to catch the show live um, for a few days. Okay. Um, <gasps> oh, I, it's our I, sister I, Elaine. Yes. Happy New awesome. Year. Awesome. Um, I teach in a Christian school, and I just I was listening yesterday to the um, to the show, and I just wanted to um, ask like for people to also pray for the Christian schools because we have more and more government interference. Mm. Um, we have counselors in there because you know there's kids and they come from the the public school, but they're not Christian, and they mm. give advice sometimes to our kids that. Is not according to the word of God. Yeah. Um, the 
reading and math tutors that come to us from the public school to help out, they don't even allow them to come to, like we have morning devotions for teachers. They quit letting, just this year, they're mm. not allowed to come anymore. Wow. So. Wow. Um, no, that's definitely it, something that we need to keep in mind and, and pray for. Because I didn't really realize that, you know, even at a Christian school, they would have counselors that would come in who are not Christians. And counselors, they give advice. Wow. They give, you know, man. So that's yeah. that, that's amazing. Wow. We definitely and need to be praying for Christian that. Schools all over. Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm just trying to process that. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you, Elaine. We appreciate appreciate that call. Man, that's Elaine Elaine. Yeah, that's that's Elaine Elaine. Yeah, that's that, I yeah. hate to say it this way, but that's our Elaine. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, but listen, I'm just I was listening and, and I'm just trying to process what she was saying, because that is something that to me seems like a conflict of interest. Like, how right. do you have anybody come giving any sort of input right. when they don't share your values and your convictions. I mean, I, I feel like that's the prerogative of a private school to ensure that what the parents wow. agree on mm-hmm. and what the teachers agree on is all the same thing and that it's anchored by the word of God. Um, I don't know. I just, yeah. that's to me is, is kind of wild, yeah. you know? So yeah. anyway, yeah, but that is a, that's definitely a point of concern, a prayer point and a point of interest for parents who have their kids enrolled in private Christian schools to be paying attention to that. Right. Right. All right. Let's go to uh, Cassie. Yeah. Let's go to Cassie in Texas. Hi, Cassie. Hey, I really uh, thank God for y'all's ministry Mm. and your voices. The voices Mm. of the Christians like this has got to be heard. Um, And it's just so, it's so uplifting to hear you speaking, mm-hmm. speaking out, being bold, Praise and saying God. it. There, I think there's a lot of us that feel it, and we just don't have the platform, or our platform's limited. So, first of all, thank you so much, and and God continued blessings mm-hmm. on your ministry. Um, I just wanted to know if if you. I wanted to make a comment and see if this is this is maybe what you what you feel too because mm-hmm. I've been feeling it for a very long time. Uh, we've been a very blessed nation. We have been the blessed nation ever. Mm, yes. Um, our forefathers set us up, you know, under God, mm-hmm. and it's been so obvious. Mm-hmm. We have been the blessed, most blessed nation, and it's almost like we become, and even the Christians, maybe even more so. We've just become complacent because we've we've been spoiled, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. tend to I just feel like we tend to we just can do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we, we don't we may not even realize that we're not putting him in the mix. Mm. And then before you know it, here came abortion. Mm. It's still there. Mm-hmm. Still there. And it's just the most horrible thing. Yeah. And then the prayer and Ten Commandments. Mm. taken out of our schools and out of our government offices, homosexuality, mm-hmm. you know, it's just on every, every <laughs> television station now as being overly accepted mm-hmm. when it is a blatant mm-hmm. sin. Yep. God calls it sin. Mm-hmm. And we don't even, even it seems like Christians, oh, well, we love them. You know, we love them. Mm. I'm sorry. We can love them and we do love them. But we cannot, we've got to call it wrong. We've mm. got to call it what it is. And, Amen. You know, and and I, I would just, say this, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it just, 
all of this that's happening, everything with the virus, Mm -hmm. everything, everything that it's doing, uh, the people behind it, the left, the Democrats, the seeming evil people, God is allowing this. Mm -hmm. He is allowing this to happen or it wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. It even shut down our churches, (laughs) you know, Mm. and to me, that was the hardest thing for me to swallow. I'm like, Lord, mm. we we can't do that. that. This can't shut that down. That's the that's the voice that holds you up. Uh uh-uh. uh, mm. he shut it down, mm. and it's such a struggle even now. And it's like he's lifted his hand of blessing off of our nation. And mm. I'm just trying to say this real quick. You know, I know that we've got our voice. We've got to use our voice. We use our prayer. Yeah. But other than that, I'm I'm just going this. <laughs> this is this is just going to play out the way he sees fit, and oh, we can beg for mercy. We need to be begging him for mercy on our nation. I mean, yeah, and, I'm just, and, I'm just, and, and let me I'm let me say this. Thoughts are on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah let me just say Man. this because as you were listening, you know, I was thinking about um, the indictment really on the church when when we are the ones who are tasked with being salt and light. You right. know, um, the Lord in His infinite wisdom has granted us the type of country where we could truly live for the glory of God and freedom. And the question has to be, you know, what, what did we do with that? And if the finger is to be pointed, you know, you look at the decline of a nation, you have to start with the people of God, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, wicked people (laughs) are Mm -hmm. not going to behave morally, right? Right. That's not going to happen. So um, the weight of that is on the people who fear God. And so then you have to turn to the church. And one of the things to Cassie's point, one of the things that it reminded me of was the Laodicean church, Right. There was a certain arrogance in this church. There was a certain Mm. haughtiness in this church that, you know, we don't have need of anything. This is, you know, we're rich. We have all of these things. And 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 (laughs) the Lord is imploring them to come to me, you Mm -hmm. know, come and buy from me, come and take, you know, in other words, return to a dependence on me. Yeah. Right. And there's a also a lukewarmness that this church is guilty of. And if you look at the church in 21st century America, I really feel like that kind of character characterizes our experience with the Lord. We have had so much. I mean, um, the United States of America has set the standard in so many different ways. You can have a lot of liberal people who will deny that. Right. But the truth is that, man, if if the Lord, you know, we're going to um, hold us accountable for all that he's given us. It's a lot. Mm. It's a lot. Yeah. And with that comes an incredible responsibility. And again, I don't want us to confuse the responsibility of the nation with the responsibility of the church. The greater weight is on the church. Mm -hmm. It's on the people of God to live righteously before God. And I think that's probably where the greatest failure has been. Um, We we live in a great nation and some people have turned and saw, you know, (laughs) hey, well, we got to make sure we preserve the nation. We got to make sure we preserve the nation. And and then you ask, well, what of the church? They say, well, that'll all work out. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and how dare we when it's the Lord and his faithfulness to the church, his faithfulness to his people that really has granted us the nation that we have. Amen. So, yeah, Cassie, I think you're on to something. And I think um, we've been calling for this and we continue to call for this. Uh, humility and repentance wins the day. Humility yeah. and repentance. Amen. And we can't do it enough in this nation. We've been given so much. We've been given so much. We set the standard in the world. All the world looks to the United States of America. That's not an accident. That's right. That is not an accident. And we will be, if not already, held accountable. 
do with that. So, That's right. yeah, I agree with you, Cassie. Well, the great, where should we go next? All right, let's go to uh, Jewel in Tennessee. Hi, Jewel. Hi, how you doing? All right. Yes, um, I wanted to let you know, uh, yesterday I listened to a, well, it was a male nurse. His name is Steve Elkins. Mm-hmm. And what I love about him is his truthfulness. Mm. He played uh, the voice of a nurse that got uh, this vaccination. Mm-hmm. It was difficult for her to speak because she had like uh, she broke like palsy or something. Her whole side of her face was drooping. Mm. And um, as she was speaking through her tears, she said, "Please, anyone that hears this." Don't get this vaccination. They're using us as experiments. That's all we are, she said, is experiments. Hmm. So anyway, wow. um, you know, and I know about the trying to get the kids in there without letting the parents know. Yeah. But um, I wanted to share that with with people listening. Well, thank you, Jewel. Appreciate that. Thank you, Jewel. Appreciate that. And, of course, I would recommend that our listeners go and research and look that up. I think you mentioned the name Steve Elkins. So Mm -hmm. if people wanted to Google that or or do a search for that, they could find it. I will say this, um, just to Jewel's point about our kids, one of the things that we have to be concerned about, you know, there are some people who would say, no, I'm I'm not. um, I'm I'm for vaccinations. I'm for vaccines. And there are some people who have no problem with their kids being vaccinated according to a government um, prescribed schedule. There's some Mm -hmm. people who feel that way. One of the cautions that I would issue is if, if we have children who are vaccinated against our consent, when or if, and, and Lord forbid, you don't, you don't want this, but if that kid were to, you know, suddenly become ill as a result of a vaccine that you don't even know they've been given how then do you take that kid to the hospital and answer basic questions? I mean, That's you know, true. you think about the That's basic true. questions. What's the last thing they had to eat? What could they have ingested anything? Could they? And, and so as a parent, your answers are like, no, 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 no. I, they went to school. They were fine. And so now you're in a position where you cannot even inform your health care providers basic information. You can't even give them basic information because you just don't know it. To me, it is a setup for a disaster that has either unintended consequences or worse than that, intended consequences. Yeah. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Judith in Alabama. Hi, Judith. Well, praise the Lord, family. God praise bless the Lord. you all. All right. Love and appreciate you guys. Amen. Um, God yeah, bless you. As you guys are talking, you, thank you. I received that. You guys talk about so much, and I sit here and I just blow up like a balloon because all these things. And then I get on the phone and we got to narrow it down. But, you know, one of the things that um, really touches my heart is parents understanding not just raising children, but raising kingdom children, kingdom kids, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. teaching the children how to live in the kingdom of God. And most people don't even know what the kingdom of God is. You can walk up to just about any Christian and say, what's the kingdom of God? Oh, well, a typical mm. answer is, well, it's Christ in you. Well, yes, it is. But Romans fourteen seventeen is very clear. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Mm. And so mm. how many parents can humble themselves even before a child because we have to train that child in the way they should go. Amen. Does the child understand the, the role of every parent? 
does the child understand that daddy submitted to God, mama submitted to daddy, and that children mm-hmm. should submit mama? But the children usually see parents as, you know, me, mama, you, dad, uh, me, mom, Kim, dad, you children, you do what we say. But instead yeah. of... Oh, man, I'm sorry, Judith, we got to go. We're out of time. We will spend a lot of time talking about family and the role of parents as we go into the new year. Until then, Lord willing. God bless.